we started off Perakeh. I say of the Maimer. Setting out to explain Biyaser Beer. To explain better why with Eidos are you Mamshech Atzmos? With the mitzvahs that are in the category of Eidos, you're able to draw down Hashem's essence. But with Chukim, you're not. Despite the fact that the whole point of Chukim is that I don't understand. In other words, the whole point of Chukim is that I'm putting myself on the side. It's not about me. So if the point about Chukim is that it's not about me, then seemingly with Chukim, you should also be able to draw down Hashem's essence. In order to explain this, the Maimer first quoted from the Maimer of the Fidik that the Lashon of Chuk is not just a mitzvah, which is a statute which we don't relate to, which we can't comprehend. But the idea of chayk also comes from the language of chakika, which means engraved. And the Maimer taught that there's two aspects to this chakika, to this being engraved. There's first of all chakika lemailu, chakika above. Chakika above means that the mitzvahs of chukim are not a davar nusaf al ha'etzim. Just like when you engrave, you don't put an extra element in order for the words to be projected. As you do when you put ink on paper, for example. Also, chakika above is the level of keser. The level of keser is not something extra, something additional, the way that ksiva, for example, dyoi al klaf, ink on paper, would be. Good? In other words, by the other ten spheres, there's a description, an energy, a certain category. It is this. It's chachma. It's chesed. It has a certain expression. And that expression captures what that sphere is. It's not Ein Seif. It's not Eibishter. And this is in contrast to Ratzin or Keser. Ratzin is a Mishicha. You want something. You want something. Who wants? Who? 
you want. That Meshicha, that expression of Ratzin, you want, that's you. Your Chachma, of course it's your Chachma, but it's the same as my Chachma. Your Chesed, of course it's your Chesed, but it's the same as my Chesed. But when it comes to your Ratzin, that's uniquely you. That's you. This level of Chakika above, that it's all about the Ebishter, is what causes that there's also a Chakika Lamata, an engraving below. The engraving below means Bittal. Being that it's not a different description. It's not something else. It's not a Dover Nusaf Allah Etzem. Being that it's just an expression of Hashem Himself. That causes the concept of Chakika below. The Chakika below is that the world is completely bottled to the Abishta. We described it yesterday. Your home is completely bottled to you. That bittal expresses itself where if something goes according to the Ratzin of Hashem, for example, if Hashem wants the seed to split, then even though it's against the nature of the seed to split, the seed is going to split. This is the way your Ratzin could cause you <coughs> to do something which is naturally <coughs> uncomfortable for you. <coughs> your Ratzin could induce you to put your foot into boiling hot water. Why? Because that's what your Ratzin is. That's what you want. In other words, your body has it has different energies. And those energies are parallel to anyone else's energies. And they use the same general characteristics and so on. And they follow a certain line of logic. Chesed wants to give. Gvura wants to hold. Chachma wants to analyze. Right? They follow a certain line. To twist that around, to act against that nature, that's bittal. To rutzin, which is higher than any of those energies. That rutzin is an expression of you yourself. That expression of you yourself, that comes from deeper that comes from deeper. That's a bittal. And that bittal is in the world as well. The world is bottled to the Abishtar the heaven and the earth, despite the fact that they have certain characteristics and a certain nature, they are bottled to Hashem when Hashem wants something to happen. It happens the way that Hashem wants 
not according to the characteristics of the world. Good? Clear? So, these, at this point in the Mimer, at this point in say it emphasizes how a choik is something which seemingly is expressing Hashem's essence. Something which is not davar neisaf and it causes a complete bittal in the world below. Seemingly it's expressing Hashem's essence. So that only strengthens the question, why through choik are you only drawing down or hasaviv only as opposed to the essence of Hashem. So we continue over here by the words V'yesh Leimer. In Eisei, it's the beginning of a paragraph, V'yesh Leimer. This is the second half of Eisei, what? I'm sorry. By the words, Vihine Gambecha Kika. Vihine Gambecha Kika. Also, by Chakika, besides for what we just described, there's also something about Chakika which represents a detraction, something not positive about Chakika, so to speak. Because Al Yidei Chakika Nasa Shinoi We're using the example of engraving and we're using it in order to demonstrate that it's not a Dover Nesif But with engraving, what happens when you engrave is you have a piece of marble and when you engrave in it, then you're changing that slab of marble. It's now a piece of marble with words on it. It's not the way that it was initially. It's not the way it was in the beginning. Like when you scratch words out in a stone. First it was just a plain stone, a simple stone. Now it is um, it's, uh, designed with letters. It has a design in it. And in the brackets it says, and especially, when it's not just in a regular stone, but it's in a stone which is bahir umavik, a um, uh, a stone which shines, a precious stone that absorbs and reflects light. Now we need Ezra over here to help us out as a jeweler. But when you cut a diamond, the objective of cutting the diamond is to cut it in such a way that the cuts that you're making in it 
should not take away, in fact, that they should add, enhance the shininess of the stone. If you don't know how to cut it, then a cut naturally, what it does is it it dulls the shine of the stone. You, if you cut it in a very chachmadik way, then that cutting it would allow it to shine. Shal yidei hachakika, through engraving it, nasa shinoi bahabihirus vahavaka shala evan. There's a change in the behirus and the shine and the havaka, the, uh, the, the, the ray of the evan, of the stone. Shabimakim hachakika enay mavik kolkach. In the place of the chakika, where you are cutting it, it doesn't shine so much. Now, if you cut it in precisely the right way, then what's going to happen is that you're allowing that it should shine through the other spaces and so on. But the bottom line is that cutting into the stone is something that takes away from its ability to shine. So there are two things that we're saying. First of all, it's changing it. Second of all, it's limiting it. Then it's not the etzem. Etzem kol etzem bilti nishtane. Etzem doesn't change. Essence doesn't change. Second of all, you can't limit, you can't hold it back. And furthermore, the Maimir says, V'oid inyan bazah. Noisif la shinoi, and in the parentheses it says Yerida. Shanasaba Evan Alidehakika. In addition to the change, and it says Yerida, a descent, that means. Well, it's a lower quality. Now, lower quality, it says in parentheses. Obviously, a cut diamond is more precious than a not cut diamond when it's cut properly. A designed piece of marble is more precious than a slab of marble when it's done properly. However, it's now limited. It's limited to this cut or to this design. And in that sense, even if it's an enhancement to the stone, it's nevertheless a urida, a descent to the stone. But besides for that, and this point is very interesting, this second point, is when you cut something, ha-chakika bachalal. The chakika, the engraving, is not reflecting the stone. When the marble now has a design, perhaps a message, where is that design coming from? It's coming from that which is not there. The stone itself still isn't giving any more of a message than the stone was before. The message is from the empty space. The stone is missing. And that which is missing, that which you carve out of the stone, which you eliminate from the stone, that's where the message is being projected from. 
when you look at the Luchos, and the Luchos say, Anoichi Hashem Aleikacha, where is it saying it from? It's not saying it from the stone, it's saying it from the empty space where there is no stone. Which means, Shehachakika Atzma, engraving itself, Hikamai Hepecha Evan, it's like the opposite of the stone. That which is not the stone, that's which is able to project and give over, communicate. It can't be the Atzim. So first we started building up how Chakika is so integral, so internal. But now we just demonstrated that Chakika itself also has a lack. And the, the lack we're demonstrating on two levels. First of all, that it's changing and perhaps even lowering the quality, the pure simplicity of the stone that it was before. Limiting. And second of all, its expression is from the opposites. Now the Mime is going to connect these two ideas to Ur HaSeviv. They don't connect to Etzem, but they connect to Ur HaSeviv. These two ideas are also in the analog of Ur HaSeviv, which is being compared to Chakika, to engraving. Hashem Hashem exists. Who Ushmei Levad? He and his name alone. Hashem exists. Then, Hashem has Nisav Elias Leisberch Diabetachta in Metaiva. Hashem's Taiva is that he should have a home. In order for that to occur, there needs to be a projection, a shine. Now that shine has to come down in two ways. First, in a way of Ar HaSeviv, then in a way of Ar HaMimale. Ar HaSeviv is the light, the way that it's expressing Hashem. That that's the closest glimpse we're able to get of Hashem's Etzem. That what is it? We've discussed earlier in this Mimer. It's the shlila of us, the opposite of us. We are limited, it is unlimited. We are in time and space, it is not in time and space. We have a certain picture, a certain a certain personality, a certain characteristic, it does not. So it's the opposite of us, right? That's the Ur HaSeviv. But it's not Hashem's etzem. Now, in order for there to be this light, even of Ur HaSeviv, that's a yirida, it's a descent from the light, the way that it is in the etzem, in the essence, where it's just pure and it has no description whatsoever, not a description of being opposite of anything. 
is the little translation of that? The Yudaba or the The Yavida, the descent of the Ur, the light, Lias, that it should then be Seviv Almin. In a way where it doesn't clothe itself inside of the vessels here in this side in, in, in the world, and therefore it's seviv, it's surrounding, it's not bipnimis, it's not expressed through the levushim. It's not. It's limited to being elevated, to being beyond. You're in a good mood. Baruch Hashem. Right? Are you your good mood? Uh, No. Sometimes you're in a bad mood. Are you your bad mood? No. No. Your good mood and your bad mood are an expression of your midas, they're an expression of your feelings, of your, which side of the bed you woke up on. It's clear though, similar to the way that Avram Avinu discovered the Eibishter. So Avram Avinu looked and he said, maybe the sun is the Abishter, but then he saw the sunset. The sun can't be the Abishter. Maybe the moon and stars are the Abishter, but then they too set. So they can't be the Abishter either if they set. It's clear that you can't be your good mood or your bad mood because you are here through your good mood and through your bad mood. So that must mean that you are not your good mood or your bad mood. Your good mood and your, or your bad mood are just a netia, an expression of your koiches in a particular moment, right? Which means that you are higher than good mood or bad mood. Which means that within you, there can be good mood and bad mood simultaneously. The concept of good mood and bad mood are not contradictory to each other. So they must be able to exist simultaneously. So who are you? You're good mood and bad mood simultaneously. (coughs) Right? (coughs) Of course not. (coughs) You're not good mood or bad mood mood simultaneously. That's just the expression of seviv. That's the expression of that which is beyond your memale. 
Your memale is what particular side of the bed did you wake up on and what particular mood are you projecting now? Your seviv is your ability, like it says in Tanya, to have happiness in one side of your heart and sadness in the other side of your heart at the same time and they're not contradictory to you because you're higher than both of them. But you are not good mood or bad mood. And you're not good mood and bad mood. You're higher than both of those things. In the world, there's fire and water. We know that by Makas Barad, there was a great miracle which took place. What was the miracle? Fire and water came down simultaneously. How could fire and water come down simultaneously? Because the Eibishter is fire. The Eibishter is water. And by the Eibishter, they're not contradictory. You have the Sar shall ish and the Sar shall mayim. Michal, the angel Michal, is the ministerial angel of of water, the angel Gavriel is the Tsar, the ministerial angel of fire, and Hashem makes peace amongst his angels. That means that the fire and the water, Michal and Gavriel are able to stand before the Abishter simultaneously and serve him simultaneously. So Hashem is fire and water. Hashem's not fire. Hashem is not water. Hashem is higher than them and therefore he's able to combine them. But Hashem is not fire and water combined either. That doesn't express the essence of Hashem. That expresses the seviv. That expresses the seviv. The ish is mimale. The mayim is mimale. The seviv is what's able to combine them and bring them together. Like a chassan and kala standing under a chuppah. The chassan is male, the kala is female. Two opposites, two other, two opposite extremes. And yet under the chuppah, under the makif, they're able to be combined together. They're able to be brought together. Because the makif is higher than them. The seviv is higher than them. It's able to combine two opposites. It's able to bring it in a way that it should be one. But that doesn't express the etzim of Hashem. It expresses the fact that it's not memale. So there are two things that are being emphasized then in this expression. The first thing that's being emphasized in this expression is that it's changing. It's right now the seviv is being expressed in the fact that it's bringing fire and water together, happiness and sadness simultaneously. That's how it's being expressed. That's not the etzem. The etzem is pashut betachlis abshitos. It's pure simplicity. It's pure essential godliness. It doesn't have any tzir. It doesn't have any form. That's first of all. But second of all, where are you seeing the expression of this memale? In the fact 
that fire and water aren't contradicting each other. And the fact that it's able to combine the fire and the water, that's how you're seeing the expression of the mimale, of the sevev, excuse me. That it's not mugder, it's not limited to the mimale, it's able to be higher than the mimale. It's able to completely destroy the mimale's limitations. The mimale's limitations are that Right and left are two opposite extremes, and the Savior says, no, right and left is all one. But that doesn't make the etzim into right and left. Here brings an example of colors. You have certain colors that are solid colors. They're a certain color. You have um, they're limited. It's red, it's blue, it's green. Right? But then you have a color which is an essential color. What color is essential? Yeah. White. Why is white an essential color? White covers all colors. It covers... But it doesn't. It what? White. A white background can display any color. Not white. What? Not white. A white background. You could color with any color in a white background, and you'll be able to see the color. What happens if you color on a red black background with blue? purple. You're not able to see the blue because the red is not able to describe, it's not able to display the blue. But on white, on a white background you're able to color with any color. So the pshitos, the simplicity of the white, you're able to see in two different ways. One way is you look at it. You look at it you see it, and you see that the white is pshitos. The other way that you're able to see it is through negating it from the other colors. Through showing that it's not like any of the other colors. All of the other colors are projecting a certain color, and white is just simple. Now, even somebody who never saw the color white you're able to describe to him the color white by saying it's not like black, it's not like blue, it's not like green, it's not like yellow, it's not like any of the other colors. It's a unique color. It's different than all of the other ones. It's pashut, it's simple. But that's a description of it through the shlila negating everything else. That means we know black, blue, and green. And from seeing what black, blue, and green are limited to, they're limited to being black. They're limited to being blue. Through seeing what they're limited to, we're able to describe what white is not. It's not limited to being white because you could color with any color and it'll project that color. 
But then you just see white, and you see it. You see that it exists. That's the essence. That's the essence of the white. If you're grasping white, if you're you're understanding white through this, that you're negating it from other colors. That means that you're using the shlila, the negative, in order to try to. You know what the limitations are. Take away those limitations. You have white, but you don't really have white when you take away the limitations. Right? In the same way, by taking away the limitations of Mimale, you don't reach Seviv. You don't now have Seviv in front of you. You know what Seviv is not. So when we're describing Seviv, which Seviv ultimately, the Chakika, where does Chakika come from? It comes from the empty space, the opposite of what it is. It comes from that empty space. When you're describing Seviv, you're describing it through. It's not what it isn't. You're not reaching at some, you're not reaching the essence itself. Let's read further in the Maimavali. Through this, that's why there is a the possibility of a world that's existing from the Arasavif. In other words, at some doesn't create a world. Etzem has nothing to do with the world. On an Etzem level, the world doesn't exist. What is Seviv? Seviv is not Mimale. If Seviv is not Mimale, that means from Seviv you're able to get to Mimale. That's the point that the Maimur is saying. The very fact that Seviv is the opposite of Mimale, is what allows the Mimale to exist. It's the opposite of the revelation of light. Just like Chakika, where you're taking away from the stone, and you're creating a Cholol, an empty space inside of that stone. And that Cholol, that empty space, is what allows the stone to project and describe and give off a certain energy. So it's because the Ur is coming to a place where it's being contrasted to Mimale that now there's a Nisinas Makam for Mimale. There's a Nisinas Makam that Mimale can exist. The Maimir says, Vyashlaimar, it's possible to explain. It's similar also when it comes to Chukim. This that Chukim are called Chakika, engraving, are because of the two ideas that we said earlier. And the idea is the parish Chuka, Huka Maimir. When it comes to chukah, there's this emphasis, this stress. Why is it a chayk? 
because it's not for you to figure out. It's a chayk because it's not for you to figure out. When it comes to edus, which we're going to come back to in a moment, there's no stress, there's no emphasis. It's edus because you don't understand it. There's nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. What are edus? Edus are the ratzon of Hashem. Hashem wants you to eat matzah. You want to understand it. You can understand it. You don't want to understand it. You don't have to understand it. It's not about you. It's just about an expression of a connection between Hashem and the Yidin, reflecting Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. <coughs> like we said in the analogies we gave earlier, we have our special song, we have our special flowers, we have our special signs. We have our own connection and that connection has nothing to do with anything. It's not. But then there are certain chukim. What are chukim? Chukim are things that you do. Why? Just because. Just because means that the whole mitzias of a chayk, the whole existence of a chayk is that you exist. You have an understanding. Your understanding is respecting your parents. Your understanding is lay signa if don't steal. And you don't understand shatnas. You don't understand paraduma. You don't understand the laws of tumantara. Those are a chayk. In other words, the very fact that there is a chayk which you don't understand means that it's giving a place for your understanding to exist. That's the whole expression of a chayk. And therefore, a chayk can't represent etzem. Therefore, a chayk only represents the ur hasevev, which the very existence of the ur hasevev is that which is higher than you, that which is not limited to your limitations. The inyan, the idea is the perish chuka hukamay merazal chuka chakaktik zergazarti ve'ein lecharishus laharacha. You have no permission to have any thought about it. In other words, you have to go and be mevatel yourself to this chayk, like the world, shamayim va'aretz, heaven and earth, are mevatel itself, is mevatel itself to the ratzin Hashem, and the world conducts itself according to the ratzin of Hashem. There are two ideas in this. First of all, sha'aratzin, the chukim, the ratzin of chukim, who is not the way it is in the essence of Hashem. The whole point of the the Ratzin of Chukim is don't think about it. Don't understand it. Don't think that you could go get it. You have to do it because Hashem said, not because you understand it. You're not allowed to think about it. Just like the change which takes place in the stone, through the chakika, through the engraving. And second of all, the logic, which the ratzin is negating, it's saying you can't understand it, so your logic, which is being negated by the ratzin of Hashem, is in a way that your understanding is the opposite of the ratzin. 
In other words, the very existence of a chayk says that you have seichel and you're not allowed to use your seichel to understand this because this is beyond your seichel. You have a ability, an ability to understand, but you're not allowed to use it to try to grasp this. Based on this, we can understand that which we set out to understand in the beginning of this ois. What's the advantage of Edis over Chukim? The Indian Hachukim, who are rats in the mitzvahs Kamaisha, who Bibchinas Yevida Lishlul Hanyanim, in the parentheses it says Haseichel, Shahim Hefeichim. The idea of Chukim is that in mitzvahs there is an aspect which is higher than me. There is me. Those are the mitzvahs of Mishpatim. And there's beyond me. Those are the mitzvahs of Chukim. There's me, that which I'm able to relate to and plug into my life and show as beautiful and relatable from Torah and mitzvahs. And then there's beyond me. There's that which I do because I'm a chassid, because I'm a Jew. I do that too. It doesn't matter if I understand it. I don't understand it. I like it. I don't like it. It's good for me. It's not good for me. I do it because I'm a Jew. Because I'm a Jew, I do that too. Because I'm a Jew, because I'm a Jew, I do that too. It's a country Yassis. Right? Because I'm a Jew, I do it. That's the chayk. So the chayk is not me. Not me? That's not the etzim of Hashem. That's not me. That's like chakika, which is engraving. And the cholol within it, that's what's making the letters be projected. But you don't see any letters if you don't engrave, if you don't hack away. It's descending to negate my seichel. But inyan ha'edus, the idea of edus, that's just where Hashem himself comes and connects to me. Hashem says to me, we're going to have an eis, a sign, between me and you, Shabbos, Tfilin, Yom Tiv. This is going to be a sign between us. It's going to be our special time, our special expression, our special food. It's going to be a special connection between me and you. That's the essence of Hashem. It's not about my seichel. It's not about not my seichel. It's just about me and Hashem. That's her ratz in the mitzvahs k'meshi That's the ratz in the mitzvahs as they are in the essence of Hashem. The Rebbe told a story by Fabrengen that there were some chassidim that were sitting on Fabrengen in Russia. In Russia, there was a curfew. You had to be in bed. You weren't allowed to walk in the street at night. But they sat there. Fabrengen went late. And they were fabrenging deeply about the concept, obviously. Well, what are you fabrenging about? Fabrenging about Bittel. Stop being so full of yourself. That's the bottom line of every single Fabrengen. Don't be full of yourself. You have to be Bittel Tashem. And they were fabrenging about that for hours. So get over yourself. 
be connected to Hashem. They went out late at night. And uh, obviously they're after some l'chaim. That's the fuel that helps the Ferengen go. And they were completely immersed in that which they had just Ferenged about. It was a policeman that said, Who's, who goes there? Who goes there? So they answered in Russian. Bittel idiot. Bittel goes. Bittel goes. In other words, this is what one of them answered. He said, I'm nothing. Nobody's going. <laughs> I'm a nobody. Bittel. Complete bittel. The negation to Hashem. That's what's going on. I'm not a messias of myself. That's what he felt after the Febengen. But the other one, he said, Und bitte leuch nicht. Not bitte either. <laughs> Bittel's going. Who do you think you are? You're bitte. Bitte leuch nicht. You have to go deeper than the bitte. Bittel, that's our hasaviv. Deeper than the bitel. You don't exist. Your mitzvah is a connection to the Eibishter. That's Eidus. We'll stop over here for today. Some deep stuff. I hope I did an adequate job of explaining it.